Hello, my name is Nicole Van Gelder, and I want to welcome you to Choosing Happily Ever After, a podcast that focuses on values and practical tools to help us have peace, joy, and confidence so that we can create our own happy homes and lives. No fairy godmothers required. Hello, thank you for joining me. I am really excited about the topic of the podcast today. If you listened last week, you know that um, I am starting this series, A Life Well Lived, going into the new year so that we can all be living our best lives yet (laughs) and have our best year yet in this new year, but also just with my own process of realizing a couple things. One, that life is short and there are no guarantees. And so I want now to be doing what I can to be making sure that I'm living my life well. And also with that in mind, wanting to live to the ripe old age of, you know, 120 or so and being able to look back with contentment, knowing that I lived well that my life can be honestly said that mine was a life well lived. And that has a lot more to do with my heart, the condition of my heart, than anything else. And so I am, as always, continually in a process with the Lord of asking Him to refine me and to teach me and to show me how to love well and to live well and to be present in the moment I'm in and the journey that I'm in. And so I'm just sharing my journey as I go and hopefully you'll find some treasures in it for yourself as well. Last week we talked about how moving into the future requires us to let go of the past. And so this week I'm going to follow up with a topic that is near and dear to my heart and I love it, even though it can be painful at times. And that is the topic of forgiveness. Now, you may wonder why I sound so excited about this topic, because it is not normally one (laughs) that we embrace with a lot of joy. But this isn't something I always do well. I'm just going to be honest. I, I sometimes, in fact, do not do it well. I have had to grow in this area, but that's actually what makes it so exciting to me and why I'm passionate about it because learning how to live from forgiveness and with forgiveness extended towards others is such a powerful thing and it brings so much freedom into your life. So, Father, I just pray right now that everybody listening to this, that you would give them grace and that you would release them from bitterness, that you would teach them that they would be able to receive forgiveness fully from you and that they would be able to live like you in forgiveness towards others. All right. So I have shared this story before, but it is such a life impacting moment for me that I'm going to share it again. Jamie and I were living in Germany at the time. We had come through the other side. Our marriage had gone through a rough time. We had come through the other side. Things were really good, but there was a situation that had caused me pain, involved other people, and they had done things that were not that kind to me. So there was some hurt that had happened in my life as a result of other people's actions. I know if you're listening that this has happened to you too. 
And for whatever reason, various reasons actually, I had been able to fully and completely forgive. There was a couple people that were involved in this and I'd been able to fully, completely forgive the one and I had no bitterness, no resentment, no lingering pain, nothing. I had been able to bring restoration completely to that relationship. And then there was another relationship though that another person, I should say, because we didn't have a lot of relationship, which I think was part of the problem. But anyway, I'd been struggling with forgiving them. And so I'm talking to Jamie about it one day and I'm saying, you know, like I'm just struggling with this. I'm having a hard time and I'm expecting him to say to me, you know, well, that's understandable. What they did was really hurtful. Like it's going to take some time and blah, 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 you know, kind of the stuff that I honestly had. It was the mindset that I believed even as a Christian was like, this is what the process is like is what I'd even heard from other Christians in my life up until that point. Like, you know, forgiveness takes time and it's a process and so on and so forth. But he just said, well, you know, you don't have a choice. We're Christians. That's what we do. (laughs) And it was like, he slapped me across the face. Now, not like he, he did not actually hit me. So let me just again, clarify, (laughs) there was no slapping that took place, but the effect of it, It was like if you've ever seen in a movie where somebody is like kind of going crazy and somebody like slaps them to like bring them out of it. Like this was the moment that I had internally. I had never had anybody so bluntly say the truth about this to me before. Or at least if they had, I hadn't heard it. Well, you don't have a choice. We're Christians. This is what we do. (laughs) And that is the truth. We don't have a choice. If we follow Jesus, if we are Christians, if we're connected to him, then forgiveness is no longer a question. It is an obligation because Jesus has forgiven us so completely that there is no choice but to forgive other people. And there are so many verses and parables that back this up. There's the picture of Jesus on the cross saying, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. It's so complete that it's not even when someone is sorry (laughs) that they're forgiven or it's not when a restoration process is completed that forgiveness comes, but it's even before people realize that they need it or acknowledge it. That forgiveness is extended because that's how complete the forgiveness that Christ gave through his sacrifice. And it's his heart. His heart is one of forgiveness. And so we're going to talk about forgiveness today because I want you to be set free. Because in that moment when I realized I didn't have a choice, it changed so much for me because I went, okay. I can't be bitter. I can't hold on to this stuff anymore. Like I have an obligation as a Christian to treat people the way Jesus treated me. And it has brought so much freedom and life into my heart and into my life. And I want you to have that same freedom in your life as well. So Matthew 6, 14 and 15, it says, For if you forgive others or transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your Father will not forgive your transgressions. 
Forgiveness is not an option. It is so clear in scripture that it is something that is required. It's a demand that is placed on our lives because of what Jesus did to us. But it's also, can I just say, a natural result of love. You know, in 1 Corinthians 13, when it talks about love is patient and kind, you know, it also says that love keeps no record of wrongs. And so (laughs) it is a part of love, which is why it can be required of us because God so loved us then we're supposed to so love others. In Matthew 18, verses 21 and 22, Peter comes to Jesus and asks him, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against us? Up to seven times? And Jesus answers, I tell you not seven times, but 70 times seven. There's, you know, a little bit of (laughs) debate about if it's 70 times seven or 77 times. And depending on what translation you read it will be different but it doesn't really matter the point is not that you're keeping track (laughs) but that you are going to forgive and you're 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 going to forgive and it doesn't matter how many times it happens you're going to continually forgive the good news as I said is that when we do this like This isn't just something that is required and demanded of us from an uncaring God, but this is a God who cares so much that he wants us to be free, that he wants us to be part of granting mercy and forgiveness to others for sure. (laughs) And he wants us to live this way because of what he's done, yes. But he also wants us to be free because there is so much baggage when we hold on to bitterness. When we hold on to things, we don't ever get free. We aren't ever whole or healed until we're able to forgive. So anger makes you smaller while forgiveness forces you to grow beyond what you were. That's so true. I love that quote because (laughs) anger, it's hard for us to see it when we're in the midst of it, but it's such a trap. It robs us of so much. It makes us into these little people who behave in terrible ways, who cut ourselves off from people and from life. But when we go through something and we go through the process of forgiving, our heart grows and we grow. Our capacity grows. We become more like Jesus. It's such an amazing thing. There is so much life in choosing forgiveness. And as I've made clear, scripture makes clear that we don't have a choice. In fact, we have an obligation to extend forgiveness to people. Now, this means that sometimes we have to actually go through the conversation with somebody in order to bring restoration. And this is where I think a lot of the times we get tripped up (laughs) because for whatever reason, we just don't feel empowered to have those difficult conversations or they're uncomfortable. And so we decide not to have them. But sometimes we have to overcome that because of love for somebody and because of a desire to bring restoration and reconciliation to a relationship. You know, sometimes it's not necessary. Sometimes we've nursed a wound inside that is something that we just need to let go of, that it's not actually something that we have to bring to another person. 
I don't know what the case is for you. You're going to have to trust the Lord to give you wisdom. Sometimes it's completely obvious. Other times it's not. But you have to make that choice. If we know that we have no choice but to forgive, if we want to forgive because we want to be someone who grows beyond where we are and who is not held captive by anger or bitterness or limited, it can still be difficult (laughs) sometimes to know practically speaking how to forgive. I'm going to just walk you through the steps I follow. There are lots and lots and lots and lots of biblical passages about forgiveness. Matthew 18, Matthew 5, Romans 12, where it talks about, you know, living at peace with all men. There are many other places. There are parables about it. So go to the Bible, study the topic, because you may be amazed (laughs) by it, but I'm just going to share some of the steps that I tend to follow in my life when it comes to having to forgive someone. You know, sometimes people do things and forgiveness comes immediately. Reconciliation happens. Usually this is because someone does something that hurts you. They recognize that they've done that and they make amends and restoration happens and you just move on. But other times there's a struggle Maybe because the person didn't acknowledge it. Maybe because the hurt was just that big. Maybe it's from someone you're not even really in relationship with. And so you don't even know how to bring about restoration or it's not possible to directly bring about restoration, but yet you're still impacted and hurt by them. Um, There can be lots of reasons why it can be difficult to forgive, but I think these steps will help you. The first one... (laughs) is simple, but also probably the most difficult. And it is to make the choice to forgive. You know, it really does start with that, that you are going to choose to forgive. It doesn't matter what you're feeling. And I don't mean like, I'm going to choose to forgive because that's the Christian thing to do. That's what, you know, the church says I should do or whatever. I mean, actually forgive in your heart that you're making the choice that you are not going to live with any unforgiveness or any bitterness or ill feelings towards people. Instead, you're going to make the choice to forgive because once you make the choice to do it, then you will do the rest of the steps because those will be necessary in order to actually have forgiven. Okay, so make the choice, fully commit Go all in of being the type of person that lives in forgiveness, that does not tolerate anything less in their life or in their heart. And if there's a specific situation, make the choice, even right now, that you are going to choose forgiveness. The step after that, after you've made the choice, is that you need then to set up a conversation if necessary, if appropriate in the situation. Sometimes a conversation isn't necessary. Sometimes it's not even possible. You know, sometimes love covers without words needed. You just forgive someone. Maybe they won't even ever know that they hurt you, but you're just choosing to forgive and you're going to move on. Maybe it's something from afar. Maybe it's something from the past. And it's not possible to have conversation 
But sometimes a conversation is necessary because you're talking about somebody that you're in a present relationship with. And so you need to have a difficult conversation. In these cases, it is really important to keep in mind that the goal of the conversation is not condemnation, it's not blame casting, but that the goal is actually reconciliation. You know, in a marriage, you don't have to point out every little mistake somebody makes, but sometimes you have to have conversations because it's important for the state of your marriage that you are able to bring things to each other so that you can live in without anything in between you. Sometimes that's necessary or a parent-child relationship. It is not true, parents, that you should never ask your kids to forgive you. (laughs) If you're anything like me, you actually need to ask frequently. Big things, but even small things like, oh, I said that. I I wasn't really thinking and I snapped at you or I was preoccupied and whatever and or I said we would do this and then we weren't able to like whatever the case is you know I'm so sorry please forgive me sometimes we have to be the one seeking forgiveness (laughs) sometimes our kids do things wrong though and they're coming to us or we're having to have the conversation with them And it's really important to extend forgiveness. It's important to teach your kids to extend forgiveness to each other and to you as well. So sometimes words are necessary, but just keep in mind that the goal of the conversation is not condemnation. It's reconciliation. It is, the goal is protection. I'm protecting my heart connection with this person. I'm protecting our relationship. And only you know If a conversation is necessary, I encourage you to go into it with the right heart attitude that if you're angry, (laughs) if you're wanting payback, if you're needing something from that person, that perhaps it's not the right moment for that conversation. And maybe you need to set that conversation aside for right now, not forever, but plan the conversation and then prepare your heart to be in the right place for it. So sometimes you need to have a conversation, only you know if that's warranted. But once a conversation has happened, you must let it go. (laughs) Just like Elsa saying so eloquently, let it go. You know, maybe things went the way you wanted, maybe they didn't, but that's no longer the point. The point is what you do now, and that is that you move on, that you forgive, that it's done. The Bible tells us that the Lord does not hold our sins against us, and not only that, but he doesn't remember them. He throws them as far as the east is from the west, (laughs) and that's what we're supposed to be doing with people as well. We're not going to hold things against them. We're going to move on because it's done. It's over. Now, I will say that sometimes there are practical changes in relationship that happen. Sometimes there's just an impact because of someone's behavior. But even in those cases, you can still guard your hearts and you can have it be in a place of love and not bitterness. So even if there are practical changes that have to happen, (laughs) That doesn't mean that your affection for somebody has to be gone. Either way, whatever the case is, you have to move on because it's done. Now, just a personal note. For me, I've discovered that forgiveness is very connected to control. And control is connected to a lack of trust from the Lord. 
So one key for me has been to choose to trust the Lord. So when I'm struggling with forgiveness, I stop and ask the Lord to show me where it is that I'm not trusting him. And often my difficulty in forgiving someone is connected. You know, I'm not trusting the Lord to provide for me. I'm not trusting him to cover me. I'm not trusting him to make things right, to protect me. So a lot of times when we're struggling in bitterness, we're having a hard time forgiving somebody, you know, there's this aspect of control. Things didn't go the way they were supposed to, the way they should go. And and we have to let go of control and we have to trust the Lord to make something beautiful, even out of a mess. We have to trust him to be the one who provides for us. We need to trust him to be the one who covers us. Like a lot of how we respond to people and to the circumstances in our life actually are a reflection of how we're trusting the Lord. And so I encourage you, if you're struggling with forgiveness, maybe you need to take a step back and just look and see, ask the Lord to show you if there's areas where you need to be trusting him more. And then last thing, forgiveness is not an emotion. And though your emotions may sometimes line up with it, (laughs) it's not an emotional choice, neither is love. You know, these aren't things that you wait for the emotion of them to come and then you behave according to them. Instead, you make a choice. I'm going to forgive. I'm going to love. And then you lead your emotions into those things if they're not there. Okay, I said that was the last thing, (laughs) but I actually have one more last thing. I try to stop saying last thing because it just sets me up for failure. So please forgive me for leading you astray. That was not my last thing. But this really will be my last thing. When I'm struggling with forgiveness, another thing that has been so transforming for me is to stop and ponder God's goodness to me. When I do this, I usually get right over it because the thing is, is that God has forgiven me so completely. He forgave me. He forgives me. And it just goes on time and time again. He has forgiven me for the same things over and over again. He's been so good to me, like undeservedly. He's been so good to me. He calls me his own. He loves me. He's pursued me. I like I'm overcome when I look at his goodness to me. I don't deserve any of it. And yet he extends his grace and his mercy and his forgiveness and his love to me. And it's overwhelming to realize that. And when I know this, when I remember this, it leaves me no room to hold judgment or pain against anyone. It leaves me no room for any unforgiveness because his love has covered me so completely. His forgiveness has washed me so completely that all I can do when I am in the place of remembering that (laughs) is extend mercy and love and forgiveness to anyone around me too because I know that no matter how much I do that, it will pale in comparison to what he's done. I know forgiveness can be a difficult topic. I hope this was helpful for you guys. Thank you for joining me. I look forward to next time. 
And always in the meantime, you can find me on social media by searching for Nicole Van Gelder, The House. But also there are some exciting things in the works that are going to be launching this fall, both here and at Joyfield Home. So you can please stay tuned to that as well. But really just bless you wherever you're at. I hope that this encourages you, <laughs> maybe slightly convicts you if you are being encouraged to wake up, but mostly encourages you that there are precious things in this season and there is a reason to stay engaged and to stay awake and to be a part of what the Lord is going to do. Blessings to you.